Hey everybody, George Robson here, Worship Arts Pastor at Ocean Grove Online Church. Welcome to another one of our podcasts. I want to encourage you to stay with us for this week's scripture reading and message. Gospel I am saying this morning comes from the sixth chapter of the Gospel of John, verses 30 through 40. It is in your bulletin if you'd like to follow along. So they asked him, What sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Of course, they're asking Jesus that question. Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me, and still you do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me that I shall lose none of all those he has given to me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life. And I will raise them up at the last day. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Oh God, your word is alive and well breathing and inspiring and challenging our lives. So allow your Holy Spirit of God to open this word up to us in new ways, in ways that inspire our faith, and help us to be even more faithful disciples of your Son, Jesus Christ. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. So who does Jesus claim to be this week? Well, he says, I am the bread of life. And to better understand this, we're picking up in chapter 6, verse 30, but to better understand the context for this conversation between Jesus and the people and the claim that Jesus is making here that he is the bread of life, we need to go a little deeper into what's happening here and when this conversation takes place. The sixth chapter of John's Gospel begins when Jesus feeds 5,000 people. And it's the famous story where Jesus just takes just a few loaves of bread and a couple of fish, and he multiplies them. And, and this story appears in a couple of the Gospels, but in John's version, not only are 5,000 people fed, but there are basketfuls of bread left over. It's after he feeds them, he sends the disciples across the Sea of Galilee, but Jesus doesn't go with them. They go over in a boat, but Jesus decides to make the journey on foot. Not walking around the lake, 
You remember? But walking across the lake. On the water. In the middle of the night. Well, the next day, this crowd of 5,000 who has just been fed the previous day and have gone to bed with full bellies, well, they wake up to find out that, that Jesus and the disciples are gone. Then they figure out they must have gone to the other side of the lake. And so they begin to cross themselves to track down Jesus. John 6.24 tells us that they were seeking Jesus. And this may sound like a really positive thing. Wow, they were, they were seeking after Christ. I mean, who shouldn't be seeking after Christ, right? But when they find him, Jesus' response is not what we would maybe expect. He doesn't commend them for seeking him. He doesn't applaud them for seeking them, for coming all the way across the sea to find them. Rather, he, he kind of needles them, chides them, because he knows they are not really looking for him. They are looking for their next Meal. Jesus says to the crowd, wow, you really went out of your way to find me. You, you, you took a lot of effort to find a free lunch. Jesus knows the heart of the people, and he knows what they're after. They're not following him because they saw some public supernatural act that showed his glory and caused them to want to have faith in Jesus. They're looking for him because they want more bread. They saw the miracle. They saw the sign, but they completely missed the significance of what they experienced. See, Jesus knows why they're really there. And he kind of, again, he, he, he chides them for that, but he doesn't walk away from them. He doesn't send them away. He doesn't want to leave them just looking for the next free meal. He says in verse 27, don't work for food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. In essence, Jesus is saying to the crowd, what you're looking for is too small. What you're looking for is here today and gone tomorrow. You're thinking immediate, I want you to think eternal. You're thinking local, I want you to think universal, global, cosmic. As good as it was to have full bellies last night when you went to bed, it will be so much better when you eat the food that will sustain you forever. I gave you yesterday a little nourishment and sustenance, but today's a new day, and you're hungry. Well, this conversation leads the people to remember back to their Hebrew scripture lessons, and they bring up the bread that God supplied from heaven to the Israelites in the wilderness. They said, well, God provided this manna Moses provided the manna. It would fall from the sky, land on the ground, six out of the seven days, and we would eat it. That was another amazing, miraculous provision. 
again, it was only bread that was temporary. They would go out and collect it, they would eat it, but eventually it would be filled with worms and mold and decay if they tried to hold on to it more than that one day. Jesus is saying here in this, in this saying that there is bread you could eat that surpasses what I fed you yesterday. There is bread you can eat that surpasses the manna that your ancestors received in the desert, the, the manna that fell from the sky. Again, he says, I'm the, I'm the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty again. Whoever believes in me, Jesus is saying, will have eternal life. I'm the bread of life. Your forefathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I'm the living bread that has come down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, they will live forever. I'm the bread of life. I'm the bread that came down from heaven. Jesus not only gives bread, but he is the bread. Whoever feeds on him can live forever. He's so clear on this point. You know, some people read the scriptures and they say, Jesus never really made any grand um, um, statements about himself. He never bragged about himself. Well, I don't know about that, but I know each and every one of these I am sayings is a profound uh, uh, teaching and learning and realization of just who it was that Jesus is. I'm the bread of life. He is saying in the same way that our bodies need food, our souls need him. In verse 27, he says, for on him God the Father has set his seal. Christ has been appointed, commissioned, and given all authority by God the Father. He's been sealed with the privilege of being the Savior of the world. He is pointing to himself and saying, I am the bread that you must eat. If you eat of me, you will live forever. C.S. Lewis famously said that with, with this kind of uh, bold assertion, Jesus must either be Lord or a lunatic, or a liar. <laughs> I vote for the Lord, how about you? <laughs> Friends, bread is the most basic of human needs. It's a fundamental part of daily life. It provides nourishment and sustenance and vitality. Even in the Lord's Prayer, we pray, give us this day our daily bread. We pray that because we need it. But way our, the way our bodies need bread, our souls need Jesus. He is the very food our souls crave. Our soul remains famished and dying if we are apart from him. Anything else that we eat is just empty calories, junk food. Jesus is drawing a connection here between our common experience of physical hunger and our common experience of spiritual hunger. All of us have felt physically hungry at some point in our lives. For some of it, it lasts longer than others. 
And when it happens, if we have the means, we eat physical food, and our hunger pangs are satisfied, friends, I have gotten so good at this, I don't even wait till I'm hungry. <laughs> we feel hungry, we eat something, we feel satisfied, and we repeat, and we repeat, and we repeat, if we know we're going to get hungry again. But I wonder if more of us that are willing to admit feel spiritually hungry more often than we feel physically hungry. We long for meaning in our lives. We want to feel like we belong. We, we run after things like success and power and money. Companies have convinced us that if we just buy the right car or wear the right clothes or use the right deodorant or own the latest gadgets, then we'll find true happiness and our satisfaction will be complete once and for all. How's that working out? We even do sometimes some very unhealthy things so that we can try and feel loved. But unfortunately, in the end, it all turns out to be empty. It's a great U2 song back in the day, and Bono would sing, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. How often do we search after so many other things beside Christ, and we end up singing, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Friends, when we feel spiritually hungry, nothing will satisfy that hunger except for Christ. Pure and simple. Jesus says, stop looking everywhere else. Stop looking anywhere else. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. All of our spiritual hunger pangs are met in Jesus Christ. Why? Because he is the bread of life. Come to him. Believe in him. Feast on him with your soul. Look to him and Jesus alone for your spiritual nourishment. Why do we feast on Jesus with our soul? One way is we sit at his feet. We spend time with Christ. We feed on his word. We listen for his voice, but after that, we listen to his voice. We take counsel from him. We follow where he leads. We, we live like he lives. We do the things that he did. And we love like he loved. That's how we feast on Jesus for our soul. In just a few minutes, we're going to come to the Lord's table for Holy Communion. And when we come and break the bread and, and pour the cup, when, when we eat the bread and drink the cup in faith, we remember, perhaps more than anything else we do regularly in the life of the church, Jesus claimed to be the bread of life. When we share in this feast, it is a sign of our faith in Him and our belief in Him. You know, the first uh, time we heard the words of communion were in the upper room. The last supper when Jesus was with his disciples. And if you've heard these words before, Jesus takes bread that was on the table and he breaks it. And he said, this is my body, 
broken for you. Take and eat in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup that was on the table and he blessed it and he gave it to his disciples and he said, take and drink all of you. This is my blood poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Kind of sounds similar to I am the bread of life, doesn't it? I'm the bread of life, so come to me and you'll never be hungry again. Jesus makes it very clear he's not talking about physical need, but consuming him with our souls. And he ends this part of John 6 when he says in verse 29, this is the work of God, that you believe in him who God has sent. That you believe in him who God has sent. You believe in Jesus. So friends, this morning, come to him. Believe in him. Commune with him. Feast on him with your soul and never be hungry again. The table is set. Come, let us eat. Amen. We really appreciate you staying with us this time around. Remember, you can always search out other podcasts from OGC by looking up Ocean Grove Church or type in oceangrovechurch.com slash podcast question mark format equals RSS in your player of choice. And if you'd like other ways to stay up to date on all things Ocean Grove Church, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as Ocean Grove Church, on Twitter as OG Church, and don't forget our website, OceanGroveChurch.com. And you can contact us via email at OceanGroveChurch at gmail.com. Until next time, we bid you peace. <laughs>